Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Peak. Um, <clears throat> how's everybody doing? Just got back from the Burt Kreischer Fully Loaded Festival, Comedy Festival down in Lawrenceville, Georgia. It was quite the show. I had a good time. Got to go with uh, Josh Treadaway and Danny Shaw. Uh, Treadaway showed up Saturday morning. We all I piled into his vehicle. We went and picked up Danny on the way. And um, we had some uh, okay traffic heading down. Uh, got to ride in Treadaway's vehicle for the first time ever. Um, here's a weird thing. Like, I don't know if subconsciously this happened or if it's like something that I wanted to block out of my mind. But I was reminded as we were riding together that the last time that I rode with him uh, was on a trip here in Florence when he was just starting to drive. I mean, he'd been driving on his own for a bit, but um, his mom had a, a Subaru Legacy. Um, if you guys don't remember, they had uh, they had some speed to it. Uh, there was four doors. This was before they went, uh, you know, crazy with the station wagons, but this was, uh, this was kind of a sports car. And there's a certain road here in this town that when you drive from one direction to the other, you come across some railroad tracks that the angle is pretty steep. And when we were kids, I remember him coming around this corner and going, Hey, watch this and speeding up and us getting airborne in the Subaru. I mean, all four wheels, like Dukes of Hazard style, just, whew. and then when we landed, I was like, holy crap. It was, uh, it was exciting to say the least. Um, and it dawned on me at that time that that wasn't the only time he'd done it. Uh, he says now that that was probably the last time they did it because he apparently messed something up on the car and his mom's like, got really pissed off at him doing that, <laughs> which is understandable. I mean, now that you're, now that we're older, you tell you kind of get it, right? But uh, I don't know if it's because of that, but I think that's the last time I've rode with him anywhere where he drove. So, you know, he offered to drive on this trip, and I was like, I was a little hesitant because just out of habit, I'm always like, no, nah, we'll ride in my vehicle. That's fine. I'll, I'll take everybody. And I have most of the time. Um, usually, I like to drive. I don't mind driving. I feel comfortable getting in and out of areas. Uh, but because I do it for a living, there are times where I'm like, you know, this is kind of a lot of work, uh, for me to do. And it would be nice for somebody else to take over for a while. So I could just enjoy the ride. And so, you know, gas prices are creeping up near $5 a gallon and it's getting ridiculous. And I drive a very large pickup truck, uh, and he's got a more fuel efficient, uh, Jeep latitude. And he's like, Hey, listen, I get, 26 to 36 miles of the gallon. Why don't you just let me drive? And I'm like, why don't I just let you drive? So he drove and it was great. Uh, we had a lot of fun listening to XM radio, uh, lithium channel. Uh, we got to hear a lot of good music. We got to have a lot of jokes heading down. Uh, we were able to check into our hotel down there in Lawrenceville, Georgia, uh, a place uh, called Homewood suites. It was nice. We had, uh, we had two beds in one room and a pullout couch in the other and plenty of room for three grown men to spread out and have their own place to sleep. And um, so we did that and it was nice. I didn't film any, anything of the room. I don't know why. I just, we were kind of, we sort of arrived at the room, dropped our bags, used the restroom, and then we headed out again. Uh, we went to eat at a very cool place called Uncle Jack's Tavern. Uh, I didn't know this, but there's a few of them around. I guess it's like a chain in that area. 
And I looked up the reviews online and they, they had pictures of the food and everybody was saying how great the food was. And I noticed that the beers on tap, it showed that they had like some beers that I drink. One of them I'm always looking for is Pacifico on draft. And I was like, oh, they got Pacifico. Let's go. This will be all right. And so we go in and they announce right away when we get to the door that uh, they're not serving food until four o'clock. Well, it's, you know, 345. And I'm like, that's okay. We can sit down and we can have a beer and, you know, just kind of talk and hang out. And then four o'clock will be here soon. And we can just order some stuff to kind of nosh on. I mean, we weren't looking to have a meal. We were looking to just like snack on some things. So we thought, you know, we'll snack and then let that settle a little bit and have a few beers and snack and just kind of drag this out until it's ready for us to go to the the ballpark for the show. Cause the show started at 7 PM at the uh, cool ray field. Um, and I'll tell you more about the cool ray field in a second, but <clears throat> we, uh, we got there. Um, they didn't have Pacific on draft. She said, uh, you know, we don't have pretty much anything like that. We got, we, we used to carry Corona, but we don't anymore. We have Modelo, but we're out. And I was like, well, geez, lady. And she was like, we got some of these uh, IPAs. And I'm like, eh, eh, I don't really want an IPA. But um, I did try one that I liked. It was real similar to a Blue Moon. And I was like, okay, well, this will pass. And so we sat there and had a good time. And we had a, a bartender that was pretty entertaining. She was telling us uh, some pretty crazy stories about uh, trying to buy some some nice bourbon and uh, how it's kind of hard to get your hands on good, decent bourbon. And sometimes when you do find it, you got to go through crazy uh, ways to get it uh, because somebody might have some and they're selling it, but they're like, yeah, meet me in this parking garage at so-and-so. And she, she was just hilarious. <laughs> She's like, I, I've bought weed in less shady situations than this. This is, this is real creepy. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun there. We had a lot of good food. Um, if you're ever in the area, um, my recommendation is do what we did. We sat down and we just ordered a few appetizers and we shared off of what we liked and talked to the bartender. And she was like, this is good. This is also good. If you want to get it this way, we could do that. And like, we ended up making it rain appetizers. We had like nine appetizers and we just shared. And at the end of it, we just split it three ways. Each of us got three appetizers on our bill and it was great. We had plenty of food, just enough to fill us up, just enough to help us, uh, navigate the day. And, um, time came, we went out and caught the Uber and went over to the cool Ray field, uh, beautiful area. I had a very interesting conversation with our Uber driver. Uh, the guy was explaining that he come from the Baltimore area and that he used to be in the police force and was talking about some of the corruption that was going on where he was at and why he moved to where he moved. And he was pretty passionate and, uh, it didn't take long to figure out it was because his youngest son had gotten killed and it was through some nefarious situation and he, he wanted to talk about it. And the more we talked, the more I, I was like, I want to have him on the podcast. So I reached out to him and I said, listen, look, look me up online stuff. I heard podcast, and I'd love to have a conversation with you about it. So hopefully that will come around to fruition. I don't know if it will, but you know, you take chances where you can and you try to have conversations with people and you try to hope that maybe through conversations, some of this will help somebody. Some of this can get through to somebody so that they broaden their horizons and become smarter people and stop hating people because of the way they look, because they're different than you. And I hope that's the case. I hope this guy can reach out to me and I hope that, you know, through some type of conversation that we could have, maybe it gives him a voice to an audience like you guys um, so that you can help spread his story 
and and stories like his. I mean, that's kind of the point of this, right? We're building community and we're helping one each other out. And this is just another way we could help somebody, hopefully. Um, now, we got to the venue. Uh, and I got to say, the baseball stadium was awesome. The way it was set up was really cool. Um, I think that the venue really missed out on a lot of alcohol sales because of the way they set it up. Uh, they had some booths set up, but the booths ran out of stuff early. They didn't plan on selling alcohol, I guess, as much as they thought they would. Um, <laughs> I stood in line and one and got to the front and he goes, yeah, we're out. You could try that booth over there. I'm like, geez, come on. Um, and when you got up there, you could buy two. Um, everything was way overpriced, of course, which is why I wanted to go before we went to the venue to have drinks. Cause I didn't want to get there and have to pay full price what they were going to charge. Um, just for reference, uh, they had like Bud Light and Yingling and stuff like that for like nine bucks. And they had cut waters there, which is like a mixed drink in a can uh, for 15. So yeah, a little pricey. Bottle of water was $5. So yeah, I was happy that we pre-gamed before we went to the venue. Uh, but the stadium was set up very cool. Again, they could have done a lot more if they'd have planned ahead. Um, you know, I've been to baseball games before where there's somebody walking up and down going, ice cold beer, ice cold. I mean, if they'd done that, there's no telling how much more they could have sold. Um, I did see a lot of people using Uber, which is great. I'm hoping that people are doing the right thing. And if they're going to plan an event like this, they plan to take an Uber, which is way smarter. I did ask one of the Uber drivers about the fuel costs. If they had adjusted their rate to affect how much they're having to pay for fuel. And the first girl that we had said, not really that much. She said it was really disappointing that they haven't, um, boosted the money up from what they get from Uber. Um, just because fuel prices have shot through the roof and I can only imagine it affects them. So, you know, if you get the opportunity to ride with somebody, think about the fact that they're giving you a service and that you're, you know, staying off the road and not drinking and driving and being responsible and, you know, maybe tip them a little extra, kind of help them out with the gas prices. Um, it does matter. So, um, but yeah, the, the venue is beautiful. Uh, there is some condos and apartments that are attached to the place. And there was, we were over the third baseline and behind us was an area where there was a pool and people were grilling out and they were swimming and they were looking over and they were like, Oh, there's going to be a comedy festival. Cool. And when we got there, there was a DJ that was playing and she was great. She was high energy, a lot of fun. Everybody was having a ball listening to it and dancing around in the crowd and stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> The, uh, the first comedian took the stage, uh, Dave Williamson. He, he hosted the event. Uh, I've seen Dave open for Burt quite a bit. Uh, you can find him on social media at Meet Dave, M-E-A-T, Meet Dave, uh, where Dave does a lot of grilling um, and talking about grilling, and he's constantly grilling meats. Uh, but Dave opened up. Uh, he introduced uh, Shane Gillis. Shane, come on and did his thing. Uh, next up was uh, Brian Simpson and Nikki Glazer. And, uh, Nikki come out right away and said, all right, so we're at a bird show. Aren't we supposed to take off our tops? And so she, she rips off her shirt and she's got like a sports bra on. She goes there. Yeah, that does feel kind of freeing. I like it. You know, <laughs> got a big cheering ovation. Um, but she was funny. She was great. Um, and I, I really kind of, I don't remember all the comedians. Uh, it, the night was such a blur of, of comedy. Um, I know that Joey Diaz, when he took the stage, the place lost their minds, which I knew they would. 
and he was hilarious. Uh, he got a standing ovation when he left and then Bert came out and did his thing. And the cool part was last night, um, Leanne and the girls were there, Georgia and Isla and Georgia and Isla were on the side of the stage and he made a comment. He said, you know, my girls are getting older now and it's time for Isla to hear the story. She's not, she's never heard the story. And so he tells the machine story and he tells the crowd, listen, this is, I know you guys have heard this and I'm going to tell it again because you guys want to hear it. And he looks at his girls and goes, I hope you appreciate this because this story is paying for your college. <laughs> and he tells the story and he keeps checking in with them. Like, I know this is crazy, right? But this really happened. And so he tells the story and tells about how it's real and, and why it mattered and, and, and what it's done for their lives and how thankful he is to the crowd. And, you know, in every step of this, he's not lost the moment to remind everybody that he's thankful and to be thankful. So I just want to say as one fan who bought stock in Burt early, uh, I am thankful and I am proud uh, of the fact that he's been successful and that he's continued on this path and that he's stayed true since the beginning of just being a fun guy, a dad, uh, faithful to his wife, to the bitter end. <laughs> and, uh, you know, trying to figure this life out and share with you guys what he's learned along the way. And if anything else, that's kind of what I'm doing too. So hopefully some of this rubs off and so it'll help somebody along the way. So yeah. All right. All that being said, um, I had fun. The comedy show was great. Treadway took it on his chin to drive the entire way down there and then drove the entire way back. We offered to help and he was like, no, no, I got it. I got it. And he drove and thank you. I appreciate it. It's awesome. It's kind of nice uh, getting to ride the whole time. But, uh, but yeah, so let's talk about stuff I heard, okay? Because I did listen to a few things and I watched a few things. Uh, as you guys know, um, I try to watch all the new shows that are on TV and try to keep up to breast of what's going on. And I have been watching the Obi-Wan series. Now, if you haven't watched Obi-Wan in completion, uh, you probably don't want to listen to this part because I'm going to tell you about what I saw and what I like and what I thought. So there's six episodes. I thought that the final episode was going to be an hour and 48 minutes. It was not. It was like 58 minutes. But it was so interesting and fun to watch. I think that they set up the entire show just for this episode. Um, this episode, you get to see Obi-Wan starting off. He's being chased by, uh, by Darth Vader. Uh, Darth is coming after him. He wants revenge. Uh, he's blinded by his his whole mission just because he wants to go after Obi-Wan and make him pay. And <clears throat> that's seen pretty clearly in the beginning, whenever Obi-Wan realizes, Hey, I got to draw him away from this group so that they can survive. And he takes an escape pod ship and he flies off to a planet. And the inquisitor is like, we need to go after them in this now. And, Ma and Darth Vader's like, no, we need to go after Kenobi, do it. And so they're, yes, sir. And they go after Kenobi let all those other Jedis and younglings and path and resistance people go in the process just because he's blinded by his hatred of Kenobi and his anger towards Kenobi. And so they go to this planet and they have, they have a face off. He's like, I will, I will face him alone, which is, you know, interesting, but whatever. It is that gunman, that show gunman type thing of, you know, wild, wild west versus uh, samurai type belief of, two warriors meet on a battlefield and one of you walks away and he gets there and you know, right away he's like, 
he's like, this ends now. And Kenobi says the same thing. He's like, either way, one of us walks away from here now. And they face off. And you get to see pretty well that um, from what we saw of the first interaction with Kenobi and Vader, that Ben is stronger now. Obi-Wan has more of his powers back. Um, but he's not full strength. Like he hasn't fully bought into the fact that he is this Jedi and that he has any sort of hope for the future because he feels like he's really let Anakin down. And so in this fight, you get to see Anakin sort of kicking his butt a bit. And, you know, at a, at a certain point, Vader um, gets this rock thing thrown at him. It's going to fall at him, uh, on him. Vader says, I can see that you've gotten some of your strength back. He goes, but you still have your weakness. And like, he takes the thing and like mentally throws it miles away just with the, not even a thought. And then does this new move where he touches the ground and makes the ground open up and it swallows Obi-Wan and he buries him. He has all these rocks and things that fly at him and he buries him in the ground. And then he basically says, now I am the master and he walks away. Well, I was thinking, well, this can't be it because this isn't how it ends. We get to see how it ends in A New Hope, which is the fourth movie or the first movie if you're my age. Um, So there is a moment where you get to see Ben underneath all this rock and he's suddenly thinking about the fact that, you know, all this time I've been feeling guilty for this. And you get to hear, you know, you get to hear him basically looking at, at, flashbacks of being with Qui-Gon and being with Anakin and being with Leia as a child and then realizing that Leia is the hope. Leia is the, is the thing that he's been living for and the thing that he's been getting in tune for the force for. And all of a sudden he finds this new inner strength and he takes all of this rock and this stuff that's been buried on him and he bursts it away from himself and leaps up and comes after Vader and commences to kick in his butt. I mean, he, makes these giant boulders fly up in the air and then he uses them as projectiles and attacks Vader. And then he comes after his suit and he damages the suit. Uh, all of his breathing apparatus gets destroyed. He comes at him with his lightsaber, slashes him in the back. And then you see part of his helmet slashed open and you see, you get to see Hayden Christensen's face uh, through side of it. And you can see him being angry in the force and being full of strength and hatred and, and, and fury and, Obi-Wan tells him, he says, I am sorry I let you down. And Anakin says, you don't have anything to be sorry for. I killed Anakin. In other words, Anakin's still fighting in himself, whether he's Anakin or Luke or or, uh, Vader. And he's like, no, no, no. I chose this. I am Vader. And I wanted this. And I went after it. And I purposely killed everything that was good in me, everything that was Anakin in me. And so Obi-Wan's like well, then you are, you are truly lost. You are truly Vader. And he calls him Vader for the first time. And he says, goodbye. And he walks away. And you get to see uh, Vader basically barely hanging on, barely able to breathe as he drags himself away. And <clears throat> immediately, um, Obi-Wan has to go and try to save Leia, who's being attacked by Reva. Um, but that all works out. And... Uh, Anakin goes back and he's on his, his little ship, big ship, whatever you want to call it, um, Star Destroyer ship. And he gets a phone call from, from uh, the Emperor or FaceTime's Emperor <laughs> with the hologram. And the Emperor tells him, he said, uh, your, your blindness, your blind hatred 
of Kenobi uh, has thrown you off your path and it is a weakness. And Vader's quite to go, I have no weakness. I'm no longer obsessed with Kenobi, which is a lie. He is obsessed with Kenobi. But that explains a lot. It explains about how everything got to where the movie is, where we see it. And to me, it was done perfectly. Like every bit of acting in this is done perfectly. You'd get to see why why Leia thought so much of Obi-Wan that she named her own son Ben and why in A New Hope she sends the droid R2-D2 with the message, help me Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. Now I've heard they're going to do a season two, which is going to be great because I think they're going to have more of, of Obi-Wan and Leia interacting. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the story other than that possibly some interaction with Ahsoka. Um, but we'll have to wait and find out, as Star Wars fans do. So anyway, I know a lot of people were poo-pooing on the fact that Disney had bought the rights to Star Wars, and they're like, you know, wanting to be hypercritical of all of it. And I'm just here to say that I'm thankful, and I'm here for all the fun stuff, and just keep showing it to me because I dig it. So uh, as far as podcasts, I am listening to... Uh, Dan Cummins time suck. He's doing a special right now on the DC sniper back in 2002. You guys remember that the DC sniper terrorized and basically kicked the Baltimore, uh, Washington, Delaware area on lockdown. People were terrified because some random sniper was just taking people out. Um, anyway, it's a pretty interesting podcast so far. Um, I haven't finished it, but, uh, you know, Dan always does a good job of research with his team. And he's, uh, he's very funny in the way he delivers his message. So if you get a chance, check it out. And, uh, and I'm watching Umbrella Academy. I'm not done with it yet, but uh, it's getting pretty tense. Lots of stuff is happening. Um, <laughs> I am pleasantly surprised with the way they've done this season. So, um, yeah. Oh, and The Boys. I watched The Boys. The latest season of The Boys is out, and it's very bloody. Um each episode, I think they have a certain splatter uh, blood and guts budget that they have to meet. And this past week's was over the top. They even have a disclaimer at the beginning and said, there's going to be scenes in this show that's going to be really disturbing. And honestly, uh, we don't even know why we did it except for the fact that we budgeted so much for it. So here you go. Have fun. <laughs> it's really bad. But, uh, but yeah, so... That's it. I'm going to wrap this up. Thanks to everybody who listens. Thanks for everybody for the support. And I appreciate it. Please remember, if you haven't, to rate, review, subscribe, share this with your friends. And if you want to be part of the podcast, reach out, let me know, and we'll do this thing. Uh, until later, cue the cow.